Relay FM. This is Connected, episode 164. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Timing, and Encapsula. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello, Michael. And Mrs. Evan Haggard. We're all together. So I, I should probably say, hello, everybody. <laughs> So we're in Chicago at the Release Notes conference, and we're recording live together. And I, as I was introducing everybody, so as we're sitting down today, we're all sitting down at a table right now, and I have a mental image in my mind of where Federico and Steven sit at all so times, strange. which I've only just realized today, and, I was, they, and then they wouldn't sit that way, so they sit the other direction. So when I was about to introduce Federico, I pointed at Steven. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fake out. <laughs> nope. It was, and then I had to point right the way back again, because like you're in the wrong places. You're in the wrong places. But yeah, we Sorry. are in Chicago. We've had a great few days we went to the movies together and we mm-hmm. saw blade runner we did that was nice in an imax imax screens are huge it's incredible yeah. they're so big and it's really loud but that was nice um and we've got the release notes conference coming up we went to field notes together it was really nice it's been a lovely weekend together yeah it has been but we have we have work to do follow up oh follow I up. Missed my cue. follow up follow up <laughs> follow up i can't go that deep follow up so we're going to start with emergency bypass. Mm-hmm. Last week, or like two days ago when we recorded the show last time, mm-hmm. we talking about this feature in iOS 11 where you can have a contact do something with Do Not Disturb. I don't know. Kyle said it was new, but Kyle was wrong. Mm-hmm. This is really the follow-up is that Kyle was wrong. Yep. Uh, Casey Lit? That can't be a real name. Casey Liss? It's the K and then a C. Yeah. yeah. K period C, C period Liss. Liss. Wrote about this in 2016 and was personally offended that I didn't remember. Yep. Sorry, Casey. It was really upset. He's like, you don't read my blog, he says, and then sends a link to us in our Slack, which we then have to talk about on the show. So he'll be vindicated about the fact that we've now read his blog. Yeah. He wrote his own CMS. He's very proud of it. Yeah, he should be. We had some follow-up on the Pixel Buds. So the Google event, they had this really... I thought a very pretty cool demo where they had their earbuds and someone was talking into the phone and they heard it in their language and they talked in their language and it came out in English. Through the speakers of the phone back to the other person so you could just mm-hmm. have this conversation. Very complicated but cool. Mm-hmm. And we got a couple pieces of feedback saying that can't iOS do this with the Google apps? And so we tried it. Because and AirPods. Turns out we know somebody who speaks another language besides just English. I'm learning Romanian. That's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's actually how we did test it, was I said some Romanian things. That is actually true, the way that we did it, even though we have Federico in the room. Because me and Federico... Mm-hmm. We, I, just, I didn't want to do and Stephen wanted to put this in the document. Me and Federico, we felt adequately troubleshooted, shot, trouble, T- trouble, trouble, trouble shouted. Shot, trouble. <laughs> trouble shot. Trouble, trouble shot? Is that, is that it? Trouble shade. Yeah. <laughs> and so we felt like we knew what would happen is that if you had the AirPods in it would only ever play the audio through the AirPods, so it's never going to play out the speaker to the other person. Stephen was unhappy about the fact that... We have to be thorough. We had not correctly troubleshooted it, so we then tested it, and it wouldn't work. So the way, what would happen is if you had the AirPods in and you're having somebody speak to you, you would hear the audio, but then when you did the translation the other way, you still hear the audio. There's a solution mm-hmm. to this. You share AirPods. You just take the AirPods. I gross. would never do it because no. it's disgusting. But you no. take your AirPods. They get you put really it, disgusting. And you put though. it in their ear. Like everything is wrong. The and case then you, is and full then now of we're, lint. Now we're communicating. Like AirPods are brilliant, but they are horrible. Your ear things. is very soft. Please don't touch it. <laughs> Why is it so sweaty? <laughs> I got, I've got a jacket on, and there's a lot of people here. And this would be cool, though. 
And it, it seems like something, I mean, the, the obviously Google is doing special stuff with the audio routing to make this work. And then I let Google do that. But like Siri should be able to do something. Like this would be a great feature for iOS to have. Siri could do that. They could do that exact thing. Because it, it's so, I mean, I can just picture so many times it'd be useful. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, so Google, Google can't do it on iOS, but uh, so we tested it so you don't have to worry. I made sure that we did, we did our jobs correctly. Troubleshoot. Troubleshooting. Mm-hmm. We did want to mm-hmm. briefly mention uh, our friends at App Camp. They have an Indiegogo page up right now. It's called App Camp 2020. They are trying to expand into three more cities, and we just can't say enough great things about App Camp. I know they're so close to the heart of of the community that we're a part of, the Apple community. There'll be a link in the show notes. If you haven't read about this project, it's incredible. What's wrong with you? Yeah, what's wrong with you, first of all? Mm-hmm. Five twelve pixels isn't your homepage. I linked to it days ago. Yep, you did. That's where I got the the, the link for the show. Notes. Someone reads it, uh, so go check it out. Send some money their way. Yep. it's just a great a great way to, to and be there's involved. Stuff, there's there's perks. It's it's like a, you know it's a regular crowdfunding campaign. There's if you, you give enough, Gene will tattoo the App Camp logo on your body directly. Yeah. Okay. It's a lot of money you have to give, uh, but I'm, she probably would do it if you asked nicely enough. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Homemade tattoo is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Now we have an audience with us today. Oh, so I would like, like, we need to ask a question. I would like to see if we can get some audience participation right. for this next question and follow up. Oh, no. So, audience, does Google Docs have drag and drop? No. no. <laughs> Everyone's shaking their heads. Everyone's really we upset. We can't hear the upsetness unless you say it. Let's try it again. Yeah. Audience, does Google Docs have drag and, drag and drop? No. There you go. <laughs> nope. Thank you, Alan. That felt good. <laughs> I heard just Alan yeah, Pike really in my loud. <laughs> I have some very special follow-up. Oh. Steven's laptop is broken. The iKey fell off. It's I should have beautiful. brought it with me. It's on top of my dresser and my Airbnb so I don't lose it. So Steven's keyboard just emits this little light now. Yeah. You can show it to everybody. Show it to you. Yeah. Look up. <laughs> there is no iKey on the laptop anymore. Steven, it's just beautiful. I can tell you, as someone who's used a broken MacBook Air for three years, <laughs> that is just perfect. It's wonderful. Do you know what doesn't break? Smart keyboards don't break. Doesn't a lovely fabric and it keeps the keys on. Hmm. It's kind of and bent. it doesn't make a horrible noise and the keys don't get stuck. I've learned that I hit the I key in the corner apparently because it works if I press the center of it really hard. And so all of our texts this weekend, if I've been on my computer, like I wrote an article uh, yesterday morning How? and there were no eyes in it. <laughs> <laughs> I rewrote a sentence to avoid saying the word I. The letter I. The letter I. The letter. Well, it, oh, it was that. Okay, it's a letter and a word. Mm hmm. Thank you, Style Guide. So here's the thing. I'm fed up with this laptop. Yep. So I have an, a little bit of an announcement to make live on the show. iPad. No, but I am. I, I do have another computer that I'm going to use tonight. What Done is with going this. on here? Oh, no. I didn't, I didn't no. know he died. Did you know about what? this? No, Did you I know have about no this? idea. What's he doing? What is it? Steven's oh, no. rustling What's around in a bag here? right now uh, for the audio. He's taking scripted? way too long to get this done. Oh, no! Sergeant? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is a iBook G3. This is a Blueberry clamshell iBook G3. He's legit like getting a power cord for this now because I expect it won't last more than 20 minutes. It won't. Does Google Docs I, work on that? I have, a te- I have a text file of the Google Docs saved on the desktop already. Oh, that's why wow. you did that. That's the, well, uh, 
I get it. Because earlier he was like, oh, just for safety reasons, in case we lose all internet connection, I'm going to save a text file That's of our show notes. That's why I walked in and That's I saw a USB key into his computer. Garbage macros. Uh, someone just walked that. in and he's hacking, Stephen. I, I saw cannot someone's... believe you're doing this. So I oh. went through airport security with two laptops in my bag. You're not supposed to do that. That's barely so a they, laptop, They though. pulled it out and they were like, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. It's, um, to answer, I know there's a lot of burning questions about this. Let me, let me give you some specs of my new laptop. You oh, can't this, stop me. These show notes look so bad on this. Like, so bad. Is, what font is that? Uh, I don't know. 300 megahertz PowerPC G3. Woo. That's enough. 576 megabytes of RAM because I have five of these. I pulled RAM out of another one to upgrade this one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and What is wrong with you? <laughs> Please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel to find out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's running macOS 10.2.8. It makes so much noise when you click it. Yeah, it does. I was going to bring the orange one because it looks cooler, but the hard drive failed when I was installing OS 10 on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought the I brought the this one. So now I have to scroll to where we are. I legit had we had no we had no idea no, no, no. you even had this. With I was him. really afraid you were going to pick up my backpack and ask why it weighed 14 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to go now. All right. So let's I feel take better. Our, should we take our first break so we can all calm down a little bit from this? Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Use the offer code WORLD at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace. They let you easily create the website that you have for your next idea. And with the ability to grab a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and so much more, they are the all-in-one platform that will let you do whatever it is you want to do online. Whether you want to create an online store, a portfolio, or a blog dedicated to Stephen's super weird Mac laptop choices. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed, and they have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. I use Squarespace all the time. I use it for a wedding site that I just put together. We use it at Squarespace. We use Squarespace at Relay FM. We don't work at Squarespace. We use Squarespace at Relay FM. Our store and our blog. our store and our blog. Um, and we love them because they do great stuff. You can sign up today for a free trial just by going to squarespace.com. No credit card required. And you can uh, sign up for a plan starting at just $12 a month. And use the offer code WORLD at checkout and you will get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. A little update. Mm-hmm. My laptop also has a handle. So oh, you can move good. it around. That's really good. In case you need to get up, go to the back of the room yeah. at any point. We can do that now. Oh, Google Home Mini. Oh, so let's Google, get into this a little Google bit. Google Home Mini. And you, I see bullet points on your iPad that weren't here when I copied the text. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. So I'll take care so of this one. So what happened? So I think we, 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 I think we spoke pretty well about this product last week, the Google Home Mini, aside from it having that weird fabric covering that all these products seem to have now. And we got some follow-up on that. Most speakers have cloth over the, over the speaker yeah, part. Right, but these right. aren't just speakers, though. Like, they're not... Uh, it's yeah, fine. whatever. Like, whatever. Everything's getting this, this cloth now. Anyway... Um, Artem Rusakovsky of Android Police was writing a review of the Google Home Mini, which is the little puck thing that they have now, and realized that it was recording constantly. Uh, Not great, Bob. fine. <laughs> Not good. Uh, Google recognized there was an issue with the sensor that they have on the top. So you have the sensors and you compress it to talk into it or to turn the volume up and down. And they said they would issue a software patch to fix this problem. 
Then a few days later, they said, mm, actually, we need to disable that sensor permanently. So if you have one of these now, you cannot operate the sensors. And I love my favorite part of the press comment that Google gave. It's like, but everybody loves to just do it with their voice anyway. Then why did you ever include the button? Right, like if nobody ever uses it, why is it there? So, if you have one of these, you now cannot control the uh, anything with hardware, except you can mute it on the back. That's the only thing that still works. There is no word on whether this feature will ever return, uh, and Google is just saying to use your voice. Because it's a hardware, like, it's a hardware problem creating the yeah. worst software problem imaginable on a voice assistant. Yeah. I assume they, they tried to tweak it, right? Like there's maybe some sensitivity stuff they could do, maybe sure. some firmware stuff. But maybe you get an X-Acto knife and cut the cloth away and it would work. Maybe that'll be the maybe fix. Maybe they'll just post everybody out. You, it's an actual, like you make an actual patch because the patch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's wow. real good. I know. That's really I know. good. That's, considering you didn't have these notes, you didn't write that in advance. No. Very proud of you right now. I'm literally here all week though. So I think that like... <laughs> Stop laughing at him. <laughs> so I think that like what Google have done is fine like whatever like, uh, their response was appropriate their response was appropriate I really wish it wasn't Google though because like if anything like this happens to Google yeah. everyone's just like Google wants to listen to everything you have to say right like it's any other company it would have been fine but like Google why like you know how people feel about you like, it, it really frustrated me. So they did say they have ensured they deleted all of the audio from the capture by the defective models, but then I'm still like, but did you, though? Right? It's like, even now <laughs> I am like, but did you, though? Oh, it well, just looks so bad. And I think it's important to note, too, it's believed that the vast majority, if not all of the models affected, were given to press beforehand. So if you go out and buy one, and yeah, I, I don't think... they've been giving them away. Like, uh, oh, I yeah, they come in... Like, in New York and stuff, and a bunch of places set up these, like, uh, pop-up shops yeah. in donut shops. And That's like you brilliant. would go in and you and would just get a ticket, <laughs> and they would even like, and it was like a like a lucky dip type thing. You would either get a donut or a Google Home. Mini. What if you were really hungry and you were sad? <laughs> you got to eat the Google Home. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but it's going to run a software update if you buy one, and you're going to be fine. It, but yes, it's it's the worst it's thing that could happen to buy a thing and then have all the buttons to say well before that is it even arrives to you. I mean, that's how I feel about my MacBook Pro. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same thing. So, Hang on, I gotta scroll down if we're moving on. Give yep. me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh, does this not? I guess this doesn't have any way to like no. you just swipe on the trackpad, no. right? You have to click. The, Do you the, have multi-touch on that? No. No. Trackpad's super small. It is super small. The keyboard's really good though. Mm. No keys have fallen off. And mm. this came out in 1999. Has 100% of the keys. MacBook Pro 2016. Eh, some of them. This. All right, I'm done. I'm done making fun of the MacBook Pro. Let's talk about something called drag and drop and an app called Bear. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about any of these things. So there's this new update to Bear, the note-taking app for iOS. Is it like Evernote? Uh, huh? Is it yeah, like Evernote? Well, Except no yeah. work chat. Oh, man. There's, that. A, mm. there's a bear instead of an elephant. It's pretty, the same <laughs> it's thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> Why is it's it good. I don't know. I don't know. They have if, long memory. If Apple Notes was yeah. going to be an animal, what would it be? Um, it's yellow. That rolls it down. Uh, that narrows it down. Maybe a giraffe? Giraffe. giraffe. Yeah, because it's kind of yellow and got some brown some, in there. A lion could be a lion. A lion. Lion's good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. let's keep talking about yellow animals. No, it's fine. Canaries. Canaries <laughs> yes. are yellow. Yeah. Uh, Mike, chick, chicks, like little uh, baby, baby chicks. Chick. Oh, this baby chickens so are baby adorable. Baby chicks are a good one. Mm. Yeah. Well, what was that one? Canaries. Yeah, canaries yeah. are yellow. So Peeps, the weird Easter candy. They're, they're not animals, though. <laughs> I mean, we can go on. Do you have any more? <laughs> 
no really. Okay, then right. you can tell carry us, on. Tell us about Bear. So now that I've had the time to actually work on iOS 11, they launched this first update last month, mm-hmm. and they had this basic drag and drop support. Like yep. you can drag in text, you can drag out text and images, and the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. But now they have this sort of special feature. They call it the drop bar, which, by the way, there's this meme. I don't know. It's basically like this mythical creature from Australia. It's called the drop bear. Yeah. And that would have been just amazing in the app, but they call it the drop bar. Which oh, anyway. so close. So, yeah. so here's the it's, thing. In theory, it's this animal that kind of jumps from trees and kills you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's so not here's the real, thing. Though. I know this is going to play into your thoughts about how I relate to the internet. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. That was like audible gasps when yeah. you said that. I know. Usually, a old computer. To find some stuff out. Uh, Does it even connect to the internet? I mean, it can. Let's it see has if it Wi-Fi can. Do you need a cable yeah. for that? I, I installed an airport card. It's optional. Oh, oh my God. God. What do you do? Let's see. Anyway. Anyway. Well, he's uh, over there. <laughs> so, um, We're going to get to this. The, yeah. Uh, so now, basically, you can pick up notes from Bear. And when you start dragging, you get this little floating menu at the bottom and yep. you can drop in a note. And when you do so, you get this bunch of special features. like Multiple notes as well. You can multiple, multiple notes as well. Notes. You can do the multi-select with yep. native drag and drop on iOS 11. And you get all these features like you can pin a note to the top of your list. You can put copy. Trash, you can put them in trash. Export them. You can export in multiple yep. formats. And my point here is that it's fascinating to me that we've seen like multiple waves of drag and drop support. Like as soon as the... Uh, I mean, with some exceptions, like Castro, for example. Yeah. Uh, Oshin's sitting right there. Is uh, like four, uh, four feet away. Stroking his beer right now. Castro <laughs> is unbelievable, yeah. a drag and drop. Uh, it's one of... it's Because it's like with Bear. I think everybody assumed drag and drop is purely like, take this thing, mm-hmm. take it to another place. Sure. Like, that was how mm-hmm. I think it was... Apple spent time yeah. showing it. But there's so many things you can do inside yeah. of your app, if you think about it right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Bear have done that. Whether it's like reordering of multiple items in a list, or that's like an easy one. Right, the reordering is like well, an easy one. Like a bit of an obvious one. Yeah, but the idea of like taking a bunch of notes, dropping them to a place, and performing bulk actions on them, yeah. like that's really cool. Yeah, and and it kind of shows how there can be like multiple levels of updates throughout time as developers yeah. familiarize with iOS 11 and all the features. But also, you can now do things like from Safari, you can select text. And that may be rich text with images and headings and, you know, links, for example, formatting. And you drop it into Bear and it converts from HTML and rich text, whatever it's called, to the native markdown format. Which is amazing. Which is really nice. Like, I don't, I don't know if you Mac users know, but like for us iOS users, stuff like that is really useful. Because like otherwise, we'd be sitting there and you have to like, you just have to reformat it by hand, which typically is how we do things. Uh, but now we get, does it automatically. It feels so strange cool. that we're, we're sort of so happy mm. for rich text support. Well, I mean, but <laughs> rich text support is so bad. Does that have rich text support, Stephen? Yes, it does. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at you. I mean, we're only like 16 years behind. Fine. But like, there, there is this, like, there is like a, a meme uh, in, no, it's fine. This is with mm. one I'm okay with. Mm. Uh, in like, the, in the developer community, like when, Something is announced. It's like we know it's going to be one thing, but when developers have time to live with it, mm-hmm. it can be something more, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like what happens over time totally. is more interesting than what happens like initially. So it's like the same with like the iPhone 10 is the designs are going to be just like we need to support this, make sure that we fill the screen up, let's get it out there. But then after a few months, we might, and I believe we'll start to see a lot more 
tailored design for the the notches. The bad man is. The bad man. So and then that that was a slow burn, but they got it. Uh, I want to talk about the watch app mm. for Bear as well because they have just introduced a watch app with this um, with this new release, which is super simple. You just dictate notes to it. You can create notes and append to notes. And if you have both apps open for a while and let it sync, uh, you can also append to notes that already exist, so it loads them all in. Mm. Uh, but what notes you can create on the watch, you can then just append to them. Super simple, but it works independently from the iPhone. So with the LTE watch over Wi-Fi, it works. And this is great because... Uh, Last week, I was swimming and I had a great idea. And I was like, I'll open the Apple Notes app on my watch. That doesn't exist, which I thought was an obvious one. That seems like a real obvious one to exist, but it doesn't. But now I can do it with Bear. This is a great app. Like, it's a really nice app. And you know, it's made in Italy. So Oh, no wonder. No wonder. All the great things come from Italy. Right? nepotism mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's not nepotism. No, 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 really. Everyone's related. No. Patriotism. <laughs> Patriotism. Thank you, Ben. These, they're not related we're to not, Federico. It's a small country, but we're not related. <laughs> Do you know that, though? Have you checked? I mean, I live next no. door to Arkansas. I can't, <laughs> can't say anything. Let's not do that. Um, <laughs> last week last week on the show, you may remember that we had a lengthy discussion about email apps. And oh, no. at the time... Everyone was riveted. <laughs> oh, no. At the time... My two co-hosts were like, oh, I use Apple's Mail app, and it's great. And the apps that you use, Mike, are dumb and stupid. No, well, I don't remember this conversation. Federico, yeah, how Federico, how is Mail app treating you this week? Do I need to answer? You do need to answer. It's in a folder. Hashtag Mike was right. No. Yes. No. You're not using it anymore, and I said you shouldn't use it, and you're not. And so I've been traveling with Federico for a few days, and... I think he has been using a different email app every day for the last five days. <laughs> and he's been true. really struggling and he's super mad at all of them, I think. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> the perfect email app for me does not exist. Yeah, it exists for nobody. You just have to choose the one that you're no. most comfortable with. That's the other problem. I'm not comfortable with anything at okay. the moment. <laughs> because like, I've been using like this bunch of email apps, so, like four or five of mm-hmm. them maybe. And every one of them has a great feature or like great design detail that I really like, but none of them have the combination of all the aspects that I would like to see. Yep. So you see me jump from, again, you know, Airmail between multi- to Airmail, Spark, Spark, Newton, Newton, Newton um, Outlook was involved. Ooh, Outlook, point. I didn't see that one. Wow. Uh, well, I, I, because Things I, got dark. I was kind of feeling bad about it, so I've been trying email apps where you were not looking yeah um, because <laughs> okay. you were you were judging me at mm-hmm. one point uh, so i was feeling really bad but um <laughs> yeah so what i would really like to have is i mean if i had like a few million dollars right to to, to spend on an email app which, is that how much they cost well i don't know okay probably uh, they're, they're not free we have a bunch of developers can, can i just write an email app for us Okay. So I would like to state that Relay FM LLC has not entered any contracts <laughs> with Alan or anyone. So no if one. Relay FM can expense a few no. million dollars for any, okay, yeah, right. Um, anyway, I would like to have like a combination of Apple Mail because it's fast. It's the interface is simple and fluid. I would also like to have like the the elegance of Spark. The integrations of Airmail. And the amazing settings screen. What about the bugs and from Airmail? Do you not, get those? <laughs> not the bugs from Airmail. Oh, that I had a new one. I was like, we're in the airport. 
And I'm trying to convince Federico about airmail again. And I send an email. And I have, un- I have like five email accounts of a unified inbox. For an hour, only one of those accounts is showing in the unified inbox. <laughs> it didn't matter what I did. <laughs> like a combination of force quitting the app and, and it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. It would just have mm-hmm. one email account in the email inbox and he's looking at me and I'm like, it's mm-hmm. fine. Well, and after it's all it. of this, he still convinced me to try Airmail. Yeah. <laughs> and I did install Airmail. So I was writing a really important message to a PR person. And I compose my message. Mm, I compose my You know, they're they're important. They they like the the Uh replies. uh uh Um, I add my read receipts because it's all business, you know. Uh, So (laughs) I need to know when they read my message. Special business. And I'm like, okay, I just need to fix some typos. Um, I try to scroll the message and it doesn't scroll anymore. Yeah, that was real bad. (laughs) And I didn't know how, like, I think I rotated my iPhone like five times. And eventually I was able to scroll. But then I realized, what have you made me do, Mike? Install Um, a a mostly better email (laughs) app. (laughs) Well, okay. So that was also a beta. So it's not completely fair to the airmail guys. It's not Um, fair. But I also think that, like, I was trying airmail. I was like, you know, all these integrations, like, I can save tasks to to Todoist and... I can have all these settings. That's amazing. And I want that. But I also want to have like stable email client that actually makes me scroll my so, text. So That's let me, it. what if there's a simple, would this be a solution that would work? And this is going to sound bananas. I'm not going to get an iBook G4. So <laughs> That's not going to happen. It's not a G4. If you, G4 say, Newton, G, if you say Newton. An actual Newton? Yeah, you're going to I didn't go. bring any of okay. those. Okay. Okay, so this is a serious... No, seriously. If Apple were to add an actual share sheet in mail, would that get you what you want? Because you would get the niceties of mail and you could send stuff via extensions and not nice integrations like AirMail, but I feel like that would be enough for me at least. What about you? So I've gotten used to these modern features that some developers do, stuff like read receipts to be able to know when someone reads your message. I don't use them always, but I do want them sometimes. Do you use them with me? I'm not telling you. <laughs> well, if I if I said no, that would mean that I just don't care if you read my message. <laughs> yeah, so it's I'm better for you just yes. not to know. It's best yeah. not to know. Ignorance is bliss. I, mm-hmm. I use them for you because you're really important to me. Um, Thank you. But there's also these other features. Like I want to be able to snooze my messages. Sure. And I'm not sure that ap- that Apple wants to do all of these modern features because they seem kind of to be against this modernization of Apple Mail. And I just don't see them do features like push notifications, for example. Are they ever going to do push for Gmail accounts? Yeah, this is the Cold War. So it's not just one feature like I want the share sheet. It's a collection of all these modern takes on email that others are doing. But each one of those companies is doing like one aspect. And I want all of them, right? And that's just not possible. You just need to use four email apps. And then like you can just switch between each one depending on what you need. It'll be easy. If you need to scroll, don't use airmail. Yeah, you just (laughs) if you're halfway for a message and you can't scroll it, you just save the draft, you open Spark. That's a life hack. Yeah, and then you then you can open the draft and then you can scroll it and then when you start scrolling you go back to airmail again and put the read receipt on and then send it. Hashtag Mike was right. It's easy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, it's uh, I've been like and wh- when I'm not sure which apps I want to use, like I have this bug in my brain and, and it really stresses me out, like for real. Like I'm, I get really upset. It's like when I couldn't decide between Apple Music and Spotify. <laughs> I get really upset. I realize it's a problem. Oh, the like, other thing you were getting really, it was like 
He's like, oh, the scrolling performance isn't good enough in Airmail. I'm very <laughs> upset about this. I cannot use applications where the scrolling isn't smooth. And that was when he deleted it. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Slowly. Sometimes we just have to slowly walk away from the iMessage. It was skipping frames as you were scrolling the settings. Oh. Well, you, you, you're so happy with all those settings. And then when you scroll them, it's like. But you don't need them that much, though. But it's a sign of if the setting scroll screen slower. scrolls slowly, what else could possibly go wrong? Well, you cannot scroll your message. <laughs> <laughs> you know? There's clearly a scrolling. I mean, we should again, just for the sake of this, we, we are both using beta software. Yeah. Here, right. Like it is just worth pointing that out. Like, I don't know what bugs there are in the shipping version, but we are both using beta versions. Yeah. Also, I love the Airmail guys. They're also Italian, so yeah. nepotism, oh, yeah. Or whatever. Oh yeah, so you need to start using <laughs> you, that. So what you need is you need uh, Bear to buy Airmail. Oh god, it. And they would make Bear Mail. Bear Mail. <laughs> or Air Bear. What's Which? not fair is when I make these jokes, when it's just the three of us, everyone just groans at me. But when you make them, there's so many people here to laugh. Because at you. it's funnier. <laughs> I can't help Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is the show over already? Because then he brought the... So yeah, which email app? You didn't tell me, like, what am I supposed to use? Airmail. All right. It is a bummer. And I, I agree with you, Federico. Apple seems almost allergic to adding right. these modern takes. Because, yeah. I mean, mail... I mean, I'm not going to bring this machine up anymore after this. But mail on this machine running 10.2 is basically mail running on High Sierra. Oh wow. Like, there's no, I mean, the, right, name so one drastically different feature. Like, you, I there's, think, they're I not. Think part of the problem is I'm a lot of the support. support. No one That's, needs that. Yeah, we need that. Part of, I, I think part of the problem is stuff, so a lot of the stuff that's, that you are asking for. I think requires server-side stuff that they're just not going to yeah, do. Right, because Spark yeah. and all these email, some of these email clients are doing things because they have access to your account in a way that mm-hmm. Apple doesn't. But a share sheet doesn't need that. Just put a share sheet in it. It is really weird that there's no right. share sheet in mail. I mean, I don't know this because I honestly have not used mail in about three years because it is junk. Uh, but <laughs> well, okay. that's a hot take. I, I really don't like it. It's like all like you got apps like Notes, which are so good. It's really yeah. And like the the mail app has just done it doesn't do it's anything. Stagnant. Yeah. But it's like even little things that like I you know because I I kind of see like if they don't want to do this news and stuff and they don't want to do push notification Gmail, fine. Right. But like smart folders. Stuff that is already on the Mac. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense They're to me. Not bringing to iOS. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. It's like, oh, you made the the title bigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's now easier than ever to find your uh, mail current bo- inbox. M- mailboxes. It's all about uh, mailboxes. Um, yeah. No one needs that. All right, let's take a break. Please. Today's show is also brought to you by Timing, the automatic time tracking app for the Mac. This, the the developer Daniel. He's here right now, and I'm really uncomfortable about reading yeah. this. <laughs> Just remember, he signed a contract. Yeah, but like, no, but like the contract, there's like, this doesn't usually happen, right? Like, when I read Squarespace ads, like, they don't come in the room. <laughs> Squarespace is ever present. No, no, you please stay, because I want you to know I can do a good job on this. So, look. Time tracking. Time tracking. Now, stick with me here, everyone. Time tracking. I, love I know it. a lot of people don't like it when I talk about time tracking, but I and Federico we do got it. me into time tracking. Mm-hmm. We love it. 
But the problem is, and this is a problem we, this is a problem me and Federico talked about just a couple of days ago, is you have to start and stop the timers. Like with the services that we use, you have to manually go in, start one, and stop one. I very frequently wake up with a 16-hour timer that I set when I finished work yesterday, and I sleep in. You get a lot more sleep mm-hmm. than I do. Well, it's, you know, uh, maybe I finished at five, and and, and maybe it's the w- sometimes I have started Monday from a timer on Friday. I did that mm-hmm. this past weekend, actually. I started something like Saturday for like 10 minutes or something, and then Sunday afternoon I opened it. It's <laughs> like, I have not been working connected for a day and a half. <laughs> Can't you tell? How long did it take you to put all of the things in that MacBook, though? I did have to MacBook, install... MacBook, iBook. iBook. It says it right here. Anyway, again, so, sorry. so far so off track. Like, <laughs> why are we doing this? Uh... Why should you have to do all the work of starting and stopping those timers? The timing for Mac automatically tracks how much time you spend on every one of your apps. Even documents and websites, which is amazing, which means that you never have to worry about starting or stopping a timer again. And because timing collects more data than a regular time tracker, it goes far beyond just billable hours or like these buckets of just like, I'm prepping for connected. It shows you which app, website, page you're open and, and so, like, for example, I, when I set up time tracking stuff at times, and I would say, oh, I'm doing this show. But when I use timing on the Mac, it knows I'm in the connected document because i got the website page open, so it can categorize it for me. It's really, really smart. Timing's timeline automatically makes suggestions for filling gaps in your timeline and can also ask you what you did offline every time you return to your Mac so you don't just have to be at the Mac for it to be tracking what you're doing. This way you will never forget to enter a meeting again. Uh, I love that there are loads of graphs and charts as well that break down not just the apps that I'm using but also the categories and types of tasks. It can also it can suggest them and you can customize them as well. And because the people at Timing who love Connected so much because they're sitting in the audience right now, you can download the free 14-day trial when you go to timingapp.com slash connected and save 10% when you purchase. Did I do a good job, Daniel? I got a thumbs up. All right, Timing. Stop worrying about time and focus. I'll get a round of applause. Yeah. Stop worrying about time and focus on doing your best work instead. Thanks to Timing for their support of this show. Tim Cook is doing one of his European tours. Right. Why does he do these so much? He loves to go to stuff. He just likes to go visit people. He's a friendly guy, and he just wants to go He's always out and about. And he's been talking about AR this time. He has. Anytime he does one of these tours, a couple years ago, it was about wearables. Uh, before that, he, ta- he talked to... Federico, what app are you using Well, right I wanted now? to try one of the apps that you recommended. An AR app? It are doesn't we, work. What is it? Are we back on mail? AR basketball. <laughs> it's not oh, email. Oh, you're playing the basketball? He's playing the basketball game. So you have is to find a phone? surface. No, you're in, you're in like the tutorial mode. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Mr. AR kit. Move around to find a surface. Here. Maybe we can find you one on the table. You spent a lot of time playing AR basketball. Oh, uh, why is it not working? Let's Thanks, see. Tim Cook. Wait. We can't find a surface. Try another area. You guys, you remember we're womp, on. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, but we were talking about, this is the show. All right, you keep going. <laughs> you keep going, and I'm going to find a surface to play basketball. So he's going to play, gonna play AR, AR kit basketball. Oh, got it. Sorry. This is uncomfortable. There we go. <laughs> see? Shoot. So yeah. you shoot at the hoop. Go. You realize oh. literally no one can see what you're doing. Yeah, no. Li- uh, it's not working. I'm too close to the hoop. They're All just right. on Reddit. You keep I don't know going. going on. I'm going to go. They're going to play <laughs> air basketball. <laughs> He's yeah. walked away from the stage. Stephen, so, Stephen, tell me about Tim Cook. So Tim Cook is doing all these interviews. He spoke at a 
like some sort of startup thing at Oxford. Doing he did this big thing in, in Vogue, and he's talking about how AR is going to change everyday life. And All he, right. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. Keep playing. Keep playing, Mike. So I, I think we can break these down in a couple of big categories. He's talking a lot about shopping and retail experience and how AR could really change that. He said that AR will be as critical and as common as having a website if you're a retailer, mm. which is an astounding that's statement. That's Very a, that's bold. A, yeah. Astounding statement. Yeah. He says a lot of stuff like this, right? Do you He's, remember the wearables thing? Right, like When he was going on the Apple Watch, he was like, everybody, like he, was, he really hypes this stuff up. What's the, I mean, it's part of the job, right? I know, I know. Uh, this comes at a time where there have been rumors for some reason that Apple is working on AR glasses, which is mm. like, we've been down this road before. It didn't end well for Google, but, you know, they'll be carved out of a single piece of aluminum so all of us will love them. <laughs> so here's, here's a quote. He was asked directly in this Vogue piece about AR glasses. He said, of course, there are rumors and gossip about what companies work on, but obviously we don't talk about what we work on, even though they totally do all the time now. But today, I can tell you that the technology itself doesn't exist to do that in a quality way. I think they're building AR glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that, it, today in a quality way, right? right. Like it, it's, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, I right now, if, you, if you're deep in an Apple lab, you have a laptop strapped to your face to make this work. Mm-hmm. But they've, no oh, doubt they're, can you see that? It'd be really good. <laughs> I would try it with this, but I'd be injured terribly. Yeah, you'd fall over immediately. Uh, he also said, getting back to the AirPod thing, he was asked, you know, is Siri like combined with AirPods? Is that an AR experience? And he said he doesn't think that it is. And I agree with that because you're just talking to your assistant that mm-hmm. sometimes that's just a bad question. Sometimes it like, works. That's not AR in in but, any way. But he said that he does think audio could play an important part in AR in the future, which I find oh, really definitely. really interesting because right now these experiences are primarily visual. I mean, he was playing a basketball game or doing whatever he was doing. I was doing. so bad at that game. It's really bad. <laughs> but I try. So so in one of these things in Oxford, he like Tim like super pans VR. Right? Like he's just like And this is on the heels of Oculus had an event last week yeah. to, and they introduced some products that, He may as well have just said VR sucks. He may as well have just cuz he was just like yeah. it doesn't work. It's gimmicky. There are like niche uses of it. But one of the great things about VR is pairing it with audio. And like it's a big part of it, right? Like it is. in the PSVR, they have this whole system mm-hmm. for the audio. What is it called? Binaural audio? I think so. Where it's, it it kind of creates an almost surround sound like experience, but just headphones. So yes, the thing about AR games and apps right now is that they are very much just like look at the phone, and they can be more immersive without having to necessarily strap something to your face. Sure. By adding an audio component. Well, sure, because if you're if you're in that world and then you hear your neighbor shut his car door, then you're, you're taken out of it. Mm-hmm. But I can see where he's going with it. And again, like this, he has to do a lot of hype because it's part of the job. Um, but I just find it so interesting. They're making such a big push on it. Cause I really can't think of a time, at least in recent history where Apple introduced a new, you know, let's call it a technology stack for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Sorry, developers. Um, that Apple hyped so hard just like based on the technology alone. Without like, something. They didn't that do went this when they added copy and paste iOS. You know, like it, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's so closely tied to the most important part of the iPhone's hardware to the camera that it kind of becomes an extension of the iPhone. At least that's what they hope to do. That AR experiences will become just as important as the iPhone. That's what he's saying. I don't know if it's gonna happen now because most of these AR kit games and apps are just 
gimmicks and little demos, you know. Sure. Uh, I don't see us using ARKit apps all day long. Uh, I mean, Google Docs in AR would be something. I played PCALC for like four hours yesterday. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. But the idea is that they're hyping this so much because it's so closely tied to the iPhone and not just to the iPhone, but to the most important feature of the iPhone. Yeah, that's a good point. He goes on, he talks, he he kind of falls back into the old position that Apple has an extremely strong position because they have hardware and software. And we see Google, they have responded to this with AR Core, is what they're calling theirs. Yeah. Um, it runs on some phones, it's going to spread as it does on Android. Uh, but then he also says that the App Store is super important to this, that Apple is not only providing great hardware and a software development kit, or whatever the kids call it now, to build this stuff but like the the whole end-to-end thing is there and there's a very obvious parallel to in my mind to the app store in the beginning that the app store was the first successful version of this idea because apple had all the pieces in place yeah and i i don't think ar is going to be as big as the app store but it is sort of intriguing to think about that they have all these pieces lined up Mm -hmm. and that the hardware is better than ever and they have this great software that some people are doing amazing things with very quickly. And I agree. I think like drag and drop, we're going to see this evolve. Mm-hmm. And the stuff we see now is going to be just blown away in six months. And then six months after that, and six months after that. But Apple's clearly very excited about it. And I think that's worth paying attention yeah. to. I mean, it's so obviously the beginning of this sort of feature or ecosystem of apps. And I was talking to a couple of developers who are doing ARKit apps now. And the the problems that they mentioned, like they were common to... Uh, all of the developers that I talked to, stuff like you cannot detect vertical surfaces. You can only detect horizontal ones, unless you want to write your own algorithm and engine, which is complicated. Or but some people have. Some fun. people have, like yeah. MeasureKit, for example, yep. which is the measuring app. They do some custom stuff to detect vertical surfaces yep. and basically walls. Uh, you, the performance when it comes to low light, low light performance, you know, in a really dark room, for example, it's not good. Uh, or if you want to, there's some abstraction, for example, there's some object standing in the way that also causes problems. So it's obviously the, the beginning for this framework. And I'm not surprised if you consider all these potential issues right now that Apple is not doing their own app, like an, an official navigation mode in AR in Maps, for example, because there are so many things to fix first. And so it's intelligent, I think, to go to the developers and say, why don't you make some apps and give us some feedback so we can make it better next year, for example. Whilst at the same time, they're getting good at making infrared cameras. Yeah. Right? So I I wonder, because I mean, the iPhone X, I assume, can probably have some more interesting things that it can do. Yeah, like the face tracking stuff, for example. Like the filters that sort of use ARKit to superimpose graphics on your face. Yeah, because the ones that they showed on stage... With, with with what Snapchat yeah. had done, with vastly. More. I mean, their yeah. stuff is very good, yeah. very good. I mean, and I think that Snapchat have their own baked in version of AR as well that they use, which isn't as good as the AR kit stuff, but is good. But the face detection stuff was vastly superior to what they're doing. I do have a lot of questions about Craig Federighi using Snapchat. <laughs> what kind of questions? Like a lot. Well, I don't understand Snapchat, and he's older than I am. Mike uses Snapchat all the time now. But y'all are the same age. I mm-hmm. I never send anything to anyone. I <laughs> just it, like you know to play it's not with day he's, one. He's Did really, you get him confused? He's really into the Bitmoji. Bitmoji. No. Oh god. Yeah, this is great. So I <laughs> I downloaded Bitmoji to create 
just because it, it, I don't know if you know this, you create a character of yourself and you have the ability to just have hundreds of stickers that have a little character of yourself in them. Stephen hates them for a reason mm. I can't understand. Like, it's really hates them. So today Federico signed up for Bitmoji too. So now we send him the same stickers, but just with our faces in each of them. I think I'm going to do an Apple show with Jason from now on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. <sighs> AR. AR. So... I think part of the problem is I I struggle to think about what really is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he says, like, oh, fashion, that's another good one. But what else? Like, it has to be things that are visual. Otherwise, you're just taking non-visual things and putting them into AR. Right? So, like, the idea of, like, the, and Microsoft showed a bunch of this stuff. And... What Microsoft's doing with HoloLens is referred to as MR, which is mixed reality, because it's kind of because you put a headset on and you can see things in the world. So it's like a combo between VR and AR. And all they're showing is like, oh, here's Edge, just Microsoft's browser on the wall. <laughs> Everybody wants it. It's like this stuff is no, there's no real use for that, right? And this is my concern with AR is like, are we just going to end up with like our Notes app on the floor? Like, what is <laughs> Why the? Why not? Why not? Yeah, but like, what is the use of that? Mail in the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, you could do that anyway, Whoa. though, if you want to. Like, you don't have to be able to see it. <laughs> Would airmail have trouble sticking to the wall? And so <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was mean. I'm Airmail sorry. Airmail is a great app that you should all use. So I, I, two things come to mind for me, um, and then I have a problem with the whole thing. We'll get to that. Okay. Oh, no. All right. I think of, uh, and they're sort of related, but like sort of job or career training. Right, so you start a job. You're making burritos, or you're making cars, or you know, you're whatever. Burritos or I don't know. cars? I don't have a, this is a very broad range of jobs. <laughs> I don't have a job. I don't know. <laughs> People right. either make burritos but or cars. <laughs> if you have a career that you that you're using your hands and and you want to have training or a lot of jobs, you have to have certifications. Mm-hmm. And having that sort of on-the-job training where I can, I can hold an iPad up or a phone up in front of the thing I'm supposed to do and it teach me about that thing, I think is incredibly yeah. powerful. All of those things are better when you've got something strapped to your face, though. And see, Well, that's the big problem I have. We can get to that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I see, and it is related, is like K-12 education. So we have, we've played with a few ARKit apps uh, at home. Uh, one of them, I forget the name, so uh, forgive me. But Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Helps you locate, uh, we t- talked about it on the show even, uh, locate stars and stuff in the sky at night. Mm-hmm. Starwalk? Yes, I think. And so there's a big park out by our house, um, and so you can see the sky really well. And so we've taken the kids out, and you know, we've gone through this thing. And, and I've done it, and it's, it's really great. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity there. But again, to your point that you stole from me, it's not in the notes, is that AR kit is limited until they make glasses through the window frame of your iPad. And unless you have the giant one, it's a 10.5 inch window. And I just wonder if that fundamentally limits what this sort of stuff would do. Yes, it's great that I could walk into a store and I have my phone out and I could see prices or I could see, you know, fitting information if it's fashion or whatever. But at some point, if you want to get out into the real world, like big things, is it limited to look through the camera of your iOS device? Yeah. Uh, it's a problem because 
there has to be one before the other, right? So like they can't put the cart before the horse. And they have, and I think for us to be able to buy into the idea of wearing Apple AR glasses, we need to already understand why AR is important. Because one of the reasons that the Google Glass project failed, I think is that, that there wasn't really a lot of understanding of the use cases. Yeah. And I think like if Apple introduced AR glasses right now, it would it'd be the exact same thing. Because I just don't think that we fully understand what these things can be used for. But the same problem, there is a limitation in that you have to have the apps open to use them and hold your phone in front mm-hmm. of them. Like, so it's like there is this issue of we need better use cases, but the current method mm-hmm. is not ideal. It's not simple. So what I wonder is exactly this. When Tim Cook says, we believe AR is the future. But that future right now is you need to open a bunch of apps to do different tasks. Like you want to play a game, you want to play some furniture in your bedroom or whatever. And I think when he says the future, he maybe implies that you just open the camera on your iPhone and it knows what you want to do. Uh, So it highly depends on context. So if I'm looking at you with my camera, it probably suggests where you like an online store where I could buy this jacket or of course take a picture. But the friction that we have right now of I want to do I want to try AR so I need to download a bunch of games and a bunch of apps and I need to launch them and do the calibration it would be so much easier if it's constantly on and I don't know if that means like extensions for the camera or some baked in mode that can recommend some defaults like navigation for example or recognizing you know we got the barcodes now in the camera you can recognize qr codes with the apple camera so it's not impossible to imagine that kind of feature where it's the system camera on your iphone that knows what you want to do or that at least makes it easy for you to do different tasks instead of let me jump between 10 different apps so i can place a basketball and throw up you know do you think this is similar to google lens yeah so my concern is if like if that's the route Right, like if the end goal of this is you open the camera app and our camera is a smart. Siri's got that. Yeah. It's the Siri camera. Because like Google are introducing Google Lens with the Pixel 2, mm-hmm. but it's super limited. Yeah. Like they, the, That's why it's the future. But that's what concerns me though, right? Like Google have done this and they are really held back right now. And this is Google with all of the information that they have Mm -hmm. that Apple doesn't get access to. And that's why right now we can play basketball and place a desk in our bedroom and do that kind of look at the stars. Yeah, I I guess you're Mm -hmm. right. I guess you're right. But I guess guess a lot of my concern with a lot of things that Apple are doing now is that I worry that they are held back by a lot of their core guiding principles, which are great for so many things. But this, the data, the, the lack of data that they have, I think can be troubling. And this could be one of those because I think we can all agree that we struggle sometimes with object detection and stuff like that in photos, right? Yeah. Like that the Google Photos tends to be better at finding what you're looking for. If I'm pointing my phone at a thing in real time and I need it to identify what that thing is, I trust Google will be able to do that. I worry that they're hyping this so much before they have an actual timeline of we'll be able to do to no, reach our vision within five years. I mean, we still haven't gotten the car, the ultimate mobile device. I mean, that, I mean, that was that hype was years ago. That is a mobile device, though. That's what they said. That's what Jeff Williams said. Yeah, that was an actual quote. Yeah, a I joke. Know. I mean, it is a joke, but it's not my joke. It's a terrible joke. 
So I got one more Tim Cook quote before we move on. All right. Okay. Uh, and he said this in passing, so I don't want to read too much into it, but we're a podcast, so we're going to read too much into it. Yeah. Um, he said that he said a, a comment a couple times that we we tend to use our devices too much. Johnny Ive said a similar thing. He was interviewed last week at some fancy design place, and uh, he said, you know, that the near constant use of iOS of devices, I mean, we'll say the iPhone, troubled him. And I think there was a connotation because it was in like the VR burn section that VR actually like makes it more limiting because instead of just looking down at our phone, we're looking at you know some wraparound head screen thing all the time. And I'm curious to see what you guys think. Does AR have the ability or does it have the capacity to help us connect with each other in new and meaningful ways? Right now we're measuring the size of our TV and putting furniture in you our mean offices. Beyond an emoji. Beyond yes. Beyond Looking so excited for an emoji. Yeah. I know. I you're warming me up with bitmoji to get to this. So yeah. Like, oh, that's gonna be just a you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you. jump from the mic bitmoji to the mic poop emoji. Oh, I'm never gonna use that one. I, I don't. You sure? I'm, prob- I'm probably I'm probably going with unicorn. I'm gonna ignore that comment. <laughs> like I honestly think that for a while, all of my messages will just be an emoji movies. Like that's it. <laughs> It's just what it's going to be. All right. So to your point, to your serious question. <laughs> yes. No. I don't, I don't think I don't that, buy it either. I don't think that AR is better. Like just because I'm doing something different with the phone doesn't mean that it's better than checking my messages. But can we come up with a, a scenario in which AR creates an experience that, that connects you and I as humans that we wouldn't have otherwise? Well, I'm putting but, Steven on my desk and I'm talking to you on a little character jumping around. I would love that though. <laughs> like in Star no, Wars, stru- the, like, little, the little like holograms. The pro- what's the problem that we're spending too much time on our phones sending messages? We're still sending messages to each other. It's kind of amazing that we can be always in touch. Like I don't see this. But we're apo- in touch, but the person sitting next to me... I'm right, not but that's to. just that's, common that's the sense. Like, if I'm to. spending time with my girlfriend, I'm not gonna send messages to Mike. No offense, but like, if I'm spending Sorry. quality quality time with my partner, I I have like a brain that tells me, look, maybe put the I phone think, away. I, I think the point though is that it is becoming increasingly worse for more people. Like, phone addiction is a real thing. Sure, right? Like, it is. You know, like I, I did a thing this week. I've done this a few times. I just moved Twitter away from Tweetbot away from its usual point on my home screen. And I just kept opening the other app, right? So, like, I moved Your Twitter. Your knows what to do. Yeah, I moved Twitter and I put email there. Just, like, to Which see what Which email I client? Airmail, the oh best God. email client. And I realized that I just, I just would open my phone and I just kept opening Airmail and I'd close it because I don't want Airmail. And then 20 seconds later, Airmail's back again. Right. If you've never tried this, by the way, just try it. No, no, I get it. You just or, swap yeah. something or else. really, you, Greg's here... Yeah, uh, which I have used. Use I Tally. Took, Tally is a, is a great and app. I took a month away from Twitter a while ago. We were talking about this. And I replaced it with Greg uh, from Agile Tortoise's app, Tally. So I could then, every time I opened it, just go one more to see just how many times I'd done this. It was interesting that over the weeks that went on, I did it less and less. But I, th- I think that it is a thing that, that plagues many of us. But if we're going to, let's just say for a moment from earlier in the discussion, we're just going to play out the idea that they're making AR glasses. Sure. So much worse. Because it's all, yeah. 
Because so then much worse. Oh yes, we're looking at each other, but we're also checking Through Twitter. Through a computer that Apple <laughs> makes, right? Like it is, it's way worse. Like so, how does AR improve the fact that we're looking at our phones all the time and we have phone addiction? Well, that's the question. It's like giving us more reasons to look at our phones. Like I don't, I don't like this this line of thinking because it's clearly something that either they are talking about or being told to talk about. The fact that both Johnny and Tim are both mentioning yeah, this came line up in a meeting. of like people were using their phones too much. Like it's but fine, but you still make them. Wasn't this the exact same argument when the Apple Watch came out that, oh, now you can you don't have to look at your phone all the time. It was. Because our other devices And now, well, three or four years later, well, we got cellular, so now people can always send you messages. Yeah. Well, and and, you and the, the thing about that, I've noticed it, because my partner doesn't wear an Apple Watch. I've got friends who do, but I'm basically at home all the time. But when I'm with the two of you, I notice both of you do it. Your watch will go off, you look what it is, you put your wrist down to pick your phone up. It's like a, mm-hmm. a two-part movement. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure mm-hmm. I do it too. I'm mm-hmm. sure we all do it. And so, yeah, the, the, the Apple Watch hasn't lived up to the promise that's going to break the chain of addiction to my phone. But I just don't buy the line of thinking that AirKit is somehow going to mm-hmm. make that easier. I think, to your point, Mike, it may make it uh, more difficult or somehow like more, more confusing to people. Especially if you have glasses that would actually blur the lines of... Are you actually looking at me or are you looking at... Well, this was the Google Glass problem, yeah. right? And like, and I don't, I well, don't know. Well, that and Robert Scoble that. in the shower. Yeah, that well, was that and that, the whole yeah. separate. That was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like AR kit games. That's kind of all I've used it for. They're fun. I don't play them every day, but like they're a fun little thing to do. Like I can put a, th- a T-Rex in the living room, take a picture of it. Like it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I like that sort of stuff. I'm interested to see more. I'm getting less and less convinced at, oh, here we go, Apple's ability to just change the world again. Like, they think they're just going to keep doing that. Like, because they've done it a bunch of times, like, legit. But, like, the Apple Watch, it's going to change the world. Nah, it's not going to. Like, AR, it's going to, I don't, I'm, I think they are chasing it, as all technology companies should be. But, like, they chase it at a level of, oh, but we did this before. So, like, we got this. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm just a bit, like, just... Just rein it in a little bit more, I think. It's this idea of this is the future. Like, it's just like calm down. Like, it's cool, <laughs> right? Like, it's been it's like a couple of months. Well, I mean, they can't come out and say, we got this new thing. Yeah. No, but nah. you can, no, but you can say, like, it's really amazing. We're so excited to see all people. But, like, to say this is the future yeah. is really bold. I, I get you there. And, yeah. and I think we see more of that out of Apple now than we used to. And maybe it's it's Tim Cook's leadership. Maybe it's that they have this history now of Mac, iPod, iPhone, iPad that they feel like they've got to, and the world has pressed on them that they have to do it mm-hmm. again. And also, it's not Steve, right? Like I think that that is a part of it. I mean, if I was Tim Cook, I would feel that way. Like I feel like I would, I should, I have to do this, right? Like I have to do this. Yeah, I mean, and I think, I mean, that's not to discount the success of the watch. The watch is very clearly Tim Cook's product. Mm -hmm. And I think the watch we have today... It's really, really, really great. It's really good, minus the stupid red dot. And I think it is more of a a picture of what Tim Cook had thought, or like they had seen, right? Like, really good at fitness stuff, and they've they've honed that messaging. And maybe ARKit will do the same thing, where right now it's going to change the future, and it's going to be in retail, it's going to be in the classroom... And maybe once it's in the world for a little while, they say, hey, you know what? 
We have an amazing game platform. And you know what? That's enough. That is more than more than enough. uh, If iOS continues to be a great gaming platform and that they can extend it to the Apple TV and who knows what they could do. But if it was just gaming, I think that's enough. And so maybe they change their tone over time like they have with the watch. Yeah, because I, I just think they need to just chill out just a little bit. Just, like just that, take that, a breather. Yeah. And I would be happy with that. Like, these products are really great. Like, just, just give it some time. Like, the iPhone's still doing really good. Like, it's, we're, we're okay. Yeah. Mm. All right, final sponsor today is Encapsula. They will help you delight the visitors that come to your website whilst also frustrating attackers, all because of their bulletproof security options and fast content delivery network. Some seriously big Fortune 500 companies trust Encapsula every day because they will take care of stuff for you. You don't have to worry about DDoS attacks because they've got it covered. It's not just corporate giants, though over 100,000 organizations love and use Encapsula every single day because they will protect you. Not only will they block your site from bad guys, they will also keep the user experience fast and smooth so your visitors can enjoy your content undisturbed. They also have 24-7 customer support. You'll get the best service level agreement in the business with personal account management as well. As a listener of this show, you can get one whole month of service for free. Just go to encapsula.com slash connected. That's I-N-C-A-P-S-U-L-A dot com slash connected. Check it out now and you'll find out more about what Encapsula does and how you can claim your free month as well just by going there. Give it a try. You won't regret it. Thank you so much to Encapsula for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we haven't talked about purchases in a while. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And it is uh, it is that time, and as you could tell from Federico's moaning, he's been doing it. Federico's been buying some some things. So Federico, why don't you tell us what you've done? Do I have to? Yes. So um, I've been buying iPad keyboards for a few months now uh, because I can never find a iPad Pro keyboard that I like, and just a few weeks ago, I was actually reading through Apple's website and I realized that the Logitech Slim Combo, which is the keyboard that we really didn't like when the iPad Pro 10.5 came 10. out. 5, yeah, the one that like just it had no and stability. We like, really it's just didn't bad. like it. Like yeah. we actually went, you, you on Twitter were recommending against buying like, the seriously, keyboard. Like seriously, like I think it's a bad product. And Logitech replied to you on Twitter. And they told me that the Slim Combo was it not, it was built to be rugged, which doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Like that is not what that means. Like it's slim. It's meant to be like, anyway, like because I, I was complaining about the thickness and weightness and I said it's built to be rugged and protect. But it's not slim, sense. yeah. Anyway, they have a different version for the 12.9, which I had no idea it existed. So I bought this keyboard, which is right here. And Do you want to pass it around, everybody? Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. Oh, show and tell. I mean, if you really want to <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Bad it's idea. fine. You need it. Um, I really like it. It's not perfect, but it's sort of the combination of things that I want in an iPad keyboard. So when the first round of iPad Pros came out, it was mm-hmm. universally believed that mm-hmm. the, the Create for the 12.9 was a disaster. Yeah. But the Create for the 9.7 was amazing. They flipped that. Because this is really good on this device. And I think there's a couple of reasons for it. So a couple of the issues. I had two major issues with this keyboard for the 10.5. One was when you put it on your lap, it's not stable. So the previous version, it had like a cloth covering that went from the iPad round to the keyboard. So it would stay nice and stable on your lap because there was one flat piece of material there. With this product, there's a kickstand. So you kind of have to have stable places to keep the kickstand. And also the keyboard is attached via this like 
material, mm-hmm. which was super thin. So you'd be typing and the thing would be wobbling and then you'd want to wrap the keyboard around to the back to hold it and the keyboard would just pop off. Mm-hmm. Now, the keyboard still pops off on this one, but I find, at least myself, I don't hold the 12.9-inch iPad very often to just read with it because it's like reading a dinner tray, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so like yeah. I, when I'm reading with that, I still keep it in like the keyboard orientation for mm-hmm. me. So like that isn't so much of a problem. And because everything's bigger... The, st- the ability for stability is increased because there's more surface area for it to lean against. Right. And on the small version, um, because it's so small, right, uh, the cover part of the keyboard cannot fold yep. under the keyboard. But actually, on this one, uh, you get the cover that, you know, as a yeah, normal so cover, you, that you it kind of folds the, under the, the cover keyboard. that goes over the screen it folds in half and back around underneath yep. the keyboard, which then elevates the keyboard at a nice angle as yep. well. It's and really it nice. uses the smart connector, so you can have backlit keys, uh, which uh, I was really missing from the Apple Magic Keyboard, which is the one that I was using before. Mm-hmm. Um, and no battery to worry about. You got no battery to worry about. No, no Bluetooth, Bluetooth connection. connections. Uh, and you get the function rows, so you can have like spotlight mm, shortcuts, which, by the way, with iOS 11 is really handy because now accessing a, you know spotlight is kind of harder than before. Um, you can also do like the home button. You can. Yep. This is a real actual life hack. Um, if mm. you press and hold the home button on this one, and if you activate Type to Siri in the iOS 11 settings, you can press and hold, and there's then just type in to issue commands to Siri. That's pretty good. So you, your hands never leave the keyboard, and you can still do stuff with Siri. And That's also, nice. additional life hack. Uh, thank you. Let's do this is, tears this is, love life hacks. Just grows exponentially. Uh-huh. If you also, cre- you can create text replacements in the iOS settings. Uh-huh. If maybe eventually they will sync across your devices. <laughs> but if you create, you basically can create tem- templates for Siri. Like if you create create a shortcut for turn off the bedroom lights. Then oh. you just type, I don't know, TTB. That's good. And it's going to expand and turn you off your budget. some minds in the audience. Or well, just go. like weather, right? You could just type, very yeah, nice. Yeah, whatever you want. Very nice. Wow, look at you. Yeah. It's very smart. Teach you tip. That's good. Teach you tip live. <laughs> so you're keeping this? Well, I bought it. And it yeah. doesn't mean you can't return it. Or no, I, I, return see, mine. I don't like returning things. It's so it's so, always so awkward. Like no, I, it's, it's like a, you go like you go back to the store. Do you buy things in person? Pl- yeah. <laughs> Why? And then it's like, what? You didn't like it? So, like, I would like to give you a mic tip. Amazon.com. You stole it no, right from no, under me. Well, see, <laughs> Amazon.com would be a solution if my... Delivering packages situations in Italy. No, oh. you have a guy in a bakery. We no. went over this on yeah, the phone. Okay, we need guy. to offer some context here. So, for some reason in Rome, uh, delivery companies are terrible. They're bad everywhere. They're bad everywhere, but there's an especially problematic situation for me that my building, I don't know for why, but delivery companies don't like to leave packages it's there. It's kind of cursed. So I set up a system years ago where I befriended the local bakery shop. And <laughs> with, so, with a bunch of excuses, I started going there every day. Even to just buy like uh, the one... The excuse can be, I would like some bread, please. No, <laughs> well, I don't want to eat bread every single Hang day. On. Because okay. it's a, Hang mm. on. Does this bakery participate in the Google Home versus Donut bake-off? <laughs> Wait, what? Never mind. He's, he's forgotten about that already. You weren't paying attention? No, it's no. fine. Um, 
Anyway, I befriended the, this family-owned uh, bakery. <laughs> and over time, we became friends. And I, one day, I was just like, hey, by the way... Why did you feel the need to say family-owned? Because it's a, it's a <laughs> whole enterprise. It's a, like there's the kid and there's the, uh, the, the husband. Have you seen Master of None? Is it like that? No, I'm, I'm behind, actually. Oh, it's like, oh man. Oh, so I bet but it's, it's like a very, that. It's, it's a very like stereotypical... Everyone's nodding. They Italian know it's like bakery. that. Is okay. that like a little child and he brings you bread? Yes, actually, oh yes. my God. The child... The child... <laughs> Does he call so, you Mr. Fetici? And there's a dog which is super unhealthy for that type of stuff. There's a dog just <laughs> walking around. Shh, don't worry about it. Anyway, um, so one day I was like, hey, by the way, if I have a problem with the package and, and UPS... Is there a chance you can hold the package for me? And they're like, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. So, and we need to be clear: you befriended these people so you could ask that question. <laughs> yes. It didn't come up yes. naturally over time. How long? Yes. How, How long? long? Took uh, two, three months. That's a long con. That's pretty good. Um, Do you I'll still go it. every day? Okay, hold on. Why don't you buy a PO box? Here's a long story. Um, so, I started like. Um, one day, the UPS, the UPS guy come, comes over and le- gives me a package. And I just say, hey, if, you know, um, if I'm not at home, uh, there's the bakery. It's like one minute away. They know me. So you know, if I'm not at home, you can just leave a package there. And I started telling this to all the delivery guys. And now, what they do is, whenever I'm not at home, they send me a text message. And they're like, hey, I left the package at the bakery. Um, Why don't you just get things delivered directly hold to on, the bakery? So, the problem here okay. is that I feel like the bakery doesn't like this anymore. How, oh. how, many, oh. how many packages? <laughs> because in all of these, I started buying a lot of Amiibo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this summer, I had the great idea of com- completing... <laughs> Completing the Zelda collection, which is like this is a lot. There is like a lot of them. There's a lot of baggage here. Um, it's like thirty figurines from Amazon. <laughs> and so, like we're talking July and August here. And so, within the span of like three weeks, these people had like twenty packages. <laughs> <laughs> so. Every day. Basically. Every day, the game, so man. I, and we're now at the point where... Where are you, though? So like, wh- every feel, day? Oh, where no, are you I day? feel so bad. Like, I'm around. Okay. Things. <laughs> and we're now at the point where if I actually need to buy bread and I walk into the store, the guy looks at me and is like, hey, there's no package today for you. <laughs> <laughs> and you- I can tell that they're kind of upset. You flew, yeah. too, you flew too close to the sun with the table. Yeah, you did. You pushed it way too far. I know. When did you complete this arrangement? Like, when did it begin? Uh, it was all earlier this year. I think. Can, oh, can it last until the iPhone ten ships in March? Can, well, you, can you make it? It's done? <laughs> it's in March. Really. It will be. It's the time you get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm really sad because, like, I can tell that, especially after the last batch of Amiibo, the situation really changed. Mm. Um, yeah, they, we all found I that would to say be the case. you could bring them something like a cake, but they won't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, just flour and stuff. I like. don't know. I don't know. And, I, and I'm so sad because in June, I was talking to you and Grace about this whole this life hack that mm-hmm. I had. You know, it was a great idea at the time. But, um, you know, Amazon and Amiibo, it was What about possible. Butcher? 
Yeah, is there someone else in the neighborhood? So there's the uh, candlestick maker. There's the pharmacy. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which I'm not sure I want to go to. How many like, pills what do you are need? you supposed to buy at the pharmacy? You know? um, pills. Every day? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I want to have a backup option. Or either I apologize profusely to the bakery family. Yeah. Do you ever like give them any money or anything? <laughs> no. Maybe you should give them some money. <laughs> like a slip in a twenty. Yeah. Like, or just like <laughs> thanks for the bread. Hang on, I've solved your, I've solved your pro- I've solved your problem. Because this is what I do for people. You have a bunch of iPad keyboards you can't return. Let's give them those. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So that's why you don't buy things from Amazon. That's why I don't buy things (laughs) from Amazon. Because Uh. I I need to go to the store. And if I buy the keyboard and I go back two days later, the guy looks at me. It's like, hey, you didn't like it. He didn't make it himself. I know. But it's like, yeah, it's very, you didn't like the keyboard? It's like, "Mm, No. What's I, wrong I, with feel that, ba- I feel bad. I feel bad about. It. I feel so bad about it. Wow. He doesn't. I, I will tell you right now. I just okay. want to tell you. I did this for three years. I worked on a customer service desk at a supermarket. I didn't care. Like, I, it's actually my job. My job only exists if people bring things to return. <laughs> if everyone's like you, I had no job. Mm-hmm. I t- he don't. Guy doesn't care. You like, know. You know what I do with my old stuff? I give it to my mom. What's she gonna do? She has 15 a bunch of iPad keyboards, keyboards now. What's she gonna do with that? What's she gonna do with that? Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should give her the keyboard and the receipt and say, Mom, if you take this to the store, I'll send money for you. <laughs> That's brilliant. I could do that. That's what brilliant. you do. She has a bunch of stuff. You just give it to like She can set up an eBay store. You know how to do like, eBay. Like one time I was reading through Marco Arman's headphone review. You oh, bought no. a lot of headphones. I should try some here. You bought a lot. See, headphones she can use, but iPad keyboards, does she even have an iPad? She has an iPad, but here's the problem also. She has an iPad 1. Oh, what are you um, doing? Federico. And I told her, How like, many mom, iPads must you have? Because you don't return anything. Yeah, means I, you don't sell them. And I told her, Mom, I have a few iPads for you. Just a few. She can have one of mine. I got a ton of them. And she was like, no, I really like this one because, you, uh, I don't know, some, some excuse that she gave You me. could replace it, and she probably wouldn't know. Like if you went to you like know, iPad I, 3. I remember she really likes the original iPad dock with the keyboard. They're mm. not making that anymore. Well, you gave her a bunch you of know, keyboards. the vertical one. Has she tried She's still using these? Facebook for iOS 5. Something like that. Wow. I want to have your mom on this show. Me too. Uh, Can she speak she, English? She doesn't speak English. Oh, that's a shame. I'll learn Italian. Get her the she Google calls, Translate she calls, yeah. pod, she calls podcasts the radio. That's amazing. Yeah. Sums it up. Do you know what? My nan calls on Genius WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. <laughs> 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 this is what she thinks it is. You know, you know what she does? She she asks she she calls me multiple times a day. I know, know I know. Yeah. Oh, Federico checks w- in a lot. So um, in boy. the summer when I'm busy writing the uh-huh. iOS review, uh-huh. uh, she calls me and I'm kind of annoyed. I'm like, mom, I'm busy. I'm writing. She's like, what are you writing? I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, in September, there's a big story that comes. Oh, yeah, yeah. The September thing. So she doesn't know. She doesn't speak. She doesn't read English. But what she does is she's very sweet. Uh, on the work issued computer at work, she opens Google Translator and she runs Maxory's articles through Google Translate. That's and great. And she pretends that she understands. That's but awesome. But it's like, it's terrible. Frederick Tendril. It's, my name is translated from... Frederick Tendril. That's Tendrils. what... Tendrils. Frederick Tendrils is what... 
Google Translate thinks Federico Vatici is. is. It is amazing. So this year, I I, I was really <laughs> curious. I was really curious to to know. I know, and she knows all the other. She knows all the other team members. She knows. Oh, John. She's like, Aww. yeah, mom. You know John. No, mom is the does best. She, does she know who oh. we are? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I wanted to know. I asked her, "Did you like the iOS 11 review?" And she tells me, "Well, I know that you really care about the iPad." So I I use the navig. So this is really advanced. I use the navigation menu to um, open the iPad chapter. I'm like, okay, that's impressive. That's great. And then she told me, but I was surprised because you were constantly talking about bees. <laughs> and then I said, what? <laughs> and then I realized that the word API in Italian. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. The developers, they use the bees. They use Everybody the bees. loves the bees. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out to see us today. <laughs> uh, if you want to find our show notes, go to relay.fm slash connected slash 164. Thanks again to our sponsors, the fine folk over at Squarespace Timing and Encapsula. Federico is online. He is at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's at maxstories.net. Steven is at ISMH. He is at fivetopixels.net and go to fivetopixels on YouTube and you'll find stuff about computers like the one he has with him today. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next time. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, say goodbye, guys. Arrivederci. Adios. Adios.